Well, this week I am inside a distillery in downtown St. Louis, very close to the Gateway Arch, very close to Bush Stadium. Dave Weglarts is the owner. Uh, Dave, this is so much fun to be here. Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Still 630 is the name of yes, the sir. distillery. What does that mean? Where does the name come from? It's a good example about how everything we do is pretty overthought. Still, for the piece of equipment that we distill on, we capitalize the last L to emphasize STL. Sometimes those letters are red or blue to hammer home St. Louis. And that also highlights the IL, the other half of our home area. And we like to think of the river that unites us, not divides us. 630 has a few meanings as well. It stands for June 30th, which is the day we were founded. We have a big anniversary party every year on 630 Day. Um, it's not yet a national holiday, but we're working on it. But we always throw a big party on the Saturday prior. And we release brand new spirits, bring in awesome local chefs, craft beer, gourmet chocolate. Uh, all It's a real celebration of all the local partnerships that we have. And it's our best day of the year. 630 also stands for the serial number of our first big pot still that was handmade here in Missouri to my custom specifications. It's one of a kind pot still. It happens to be serial number 630. So that is literally still 630 right there. Equally important, it stands for 630 feet, which is the width and the height of our inspiration, the Gateway Arch. I so, love it. Sometimes you get to drinking and overthinking things. You know, yeah, it's it happens. Okay. And sp speaking of drinking, it is morning hours, but we are. Uh, sipping some bourbon, Missouri Straight Bourbon Whiskey, right? Missouri Straight Bourbon Whiskey, yes, sir. Well, that's delicious. Not uh, bad for a first drink of the day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell me about how this got started. What was the inspiration for it? I've had a very wandering path through life. I was an English major in college, so I drank a lot. Then I was a whitewater rafting guide down in North Carolina. Uh, took the next logical step, moved to Chicago, became a futures trader, trading stocks, bonds, commodities, all that nonsense. And I did that for about eight years. And I just got really burnt out. I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't doing something productive or helpful or anything that was really fulfilling to me. And uh, I wanted to find something else. And I had no idea what that was. And I saw everyone else getting into craft beer. So I figured it'd be a good time to get into craft spirits. And I kind of fell in love with the romantic idea of making booze for a living. I quit my, my day job and moved my wife down here to St. Louis because Missouri had some great liquor laws. Uh, you can have a working distillery. You can give samples. You can sell bottles. You can self-distribute. It didn't hurt also that my wife is from here and like all good St. Louis girls, she came back home. But it really was the, the liquor laws that sealed the deal and started distilling in 2012. So this is going to be our 11th annual 630-day party. Well, we're drinking whiskey, but you make a wide range of liquors. Uh, tell me about that and, and how you came to make so many different types. Um, I, I <laughs> through my love of spirits, I guess. Uh, I started the company to make whiskey and rum because that's what I was into. I'd had some bad experiences with vodka as a younger drinker. I don't like it. We still don't make it. Um, but I was just really interested in whiskey and rum. Those are my favorites. That's why I wanted to make. So we started off making an unaged rye and an aged rye. That's our Big Jake and Rally Point. And Rally Point's still our flagship and what we're best known for probably today. Along the way, we've added our Expedition Rum, a bunch of finishes on our Rally Point, etc. But bourbon was always something that I really wanted to make. Proud to say that in 2019, I was president of the Missouri Craft Distillers Guild. And we passed a bill into law, Bill number 266, you see on our label there, uh, to create Missouri bourbon as a codified legal type of spirit. So it's got to follow all the bourbon rules. Must be mostly corn, new Belvedere time, made in America. There's a little bit of proof minutia, but those are the big rules. 
Missouri bourbon must be all that, obviously made in Missouri, but all the corn used must be grown in Missouri and the barrels manufactured here as well. Um, so you asked about how we made other stuff because I was exposed, thanks to Natasha Bahraimi, at the gin room. Oh, yeah, I'm very Grand. familiar with her. She's, oh. been, she's been on my Roaming St. Louis segment or, yeah, or previously. Yeah, she's an incredible so, yeah. resource, and uh, I think if not the only or first uh, American person to be inducted to the Gin Guild uh, Gin Hall of Fame. She is. Yeah, um, she definitely has spawned another acolyte in me and us here at Still 630 when she took a couple hours to sit my wife and I down one December day uh, in 2016 and talk us through the spectrum that gin could be. And it opened my eyes to the idea that you can use all the botanicals of the world or any of them to craft the gins with flavors that you want. And so I, from that day forward, I've been on a mission creating our gin botanical library, which today boasts over 400 different individual roots, fruits, herbs, leaves, seeds, flowers, berries, peppers, nuts, you name it. So that's what's on this wall over here. That are three of the columns on this outrageous wall. So those are some of the botanicals. What else is on this wall? So most of the rest of it are all samples from different barrels at different periods of time. So we can watch the same spirit evolve in the barrel and then compare future batches to older batches for consistency. So we've got, at last count, I think it's over 3,000 bottles up here. It looks like some sort of mad scientist lab in here. But it does. Yeah. It really it's, does. It's really it's, neat. It's the first thing and the biggest thing people notice. Little vials all over. Yeah. Shelves and shelves of vials. Uh, uh, it's an apothecary. Uh, it looks <laughs> yeah. like a mad scientist laboratory. Yeah. We call it our library of indomitable spirits. And it's really just a visual representation of us nerding out, you know? And we've got basically everything but vodka on that shelf and often quite a bit of it. Uh, We've made uh, several gins that we're very proud of. And so Volstead's and our American Navy Strength are kind of our two flagship. But we've uh, rebranded our two-step gin to be Confluence American Gin. And now that is our premier gin that we're rolling out with and will be some of the focus of our 630 day this year. I also heard that that Confluence Gin just won an award. <laughs> Not just a award. It, well, it got a double gold medal at the America, the 2023 International Spirits Competition put on by the American Distilling Institute. It's the large industry uh, group for everybody. It's not Jim Beam. So craft producers generally from all over the world. Um, they had, I want to say, almost a 1,000 entrants from 23 countries into the spirits competition in our Confluence Gin won double gold, and which put it in the running for a best of category. It was named best of category for a classic gin. And then it was chosen as the overall best of class gin, so the best craft gin in the United States. Uh, we just found out uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, that we won. Congratulations, man. Thank you. It's amazing to, to say from you know being self-taught and just starting in gin you know, a few years ago and um, hiding in plain sight right downtown St. Louis to, to be oh, winning awards of that scale is absolutely phenomenal. I heard that you're something of a lobbyist. You yeah. talked about that law from 2019, which is a huge deal yeah. to get that uh, passed. So what was that process like? It was an eye-opening experience because I've always followed politics and realized the impact it has on our lives. Uh, But I've never really been involved more so than in this case. And so we went down to Jefferson City. We made multiple visits, visiting all the different representatives and senators and getting tours of the Capitol building, which in itself is beautiful and amazing and really impressive to behold. But talking to the 
lieutenant governor and the you know majority leader and minority leader and all the different representatives that represent us personally here in St. Louis and and also across the state. They only know what they're told down there, right? So if you don't have someone a telling the truth, giving facts, and you know communicating the realities on the ground. Um, it's hard for them to understand it. So we found very receptive ears. With that bill, we really intentionally went out and we got support from tourism, from Missouri agriculture, from Missouri forestry, and really had a pretty united front because it wasn't doing anything except bolstering a great Missouri product that we were already making. That was really special to be an actual part of Missouri history and distilled spirits history in America. Did you travel to Kentucky at all when you were first starting your business to, to learn the trade a bit? Oh, yeah. I, I've been to Kentucky. I mean, that's holy ground to us distillers. You know, it's basically Mecca there in, in the hills of Kentucky. Um, and I've, I've also been that guy on the tours that has to raise his hand to go, that's not true. <laughs> you can make bourbon outside of Kentucky. But, yeah, I mean, those, those are the companies that I... I look up to and aspire to be, you know, in 150 years. Uh, we want still 630 to be right up there with them. But they had to start somewhere, and, you know, they weren't in a fancy old fast food restaurant like we were when they started, but maybe that's a step up for us. But Yeah, this is an old fast food restaurant. An old Hardee's, you know, Hardee's, <laughs> if you speak French. <laughs> now, do you do tours? We So Monday through Friday, we're generally closed. Um, we're in here working and making it. We open up Friday evenings, wide open to the public. Uh, it's come and go as you please, no reservations needed. It's 5 to 9 p.m. You can get a free sample of our latest experimental spirit. We just want some feedback on it. But we've got delicious uh, cocktails as well as pours and flights of everything that we make. Again, open house, come on down any Friday night. We do tours by appointment only on Saturdays. So you got to sign up for them. It's limited to like 10 people per tour. But we tell you about the company. We give you a full walkthrough on the process, and we end with a sampling of any three spirits that you'd like to try. And, and looking at the bar right now, I believe we've got 14 or 15 different spirits up there to try. So, But we also do cocktail classes and other special events throughout the month, and you can sign up for those on our website and always find out more information there too cocktail classes what what does yeah. that entail those are fantastic because they're they're run by our head librarian andrew spa and the other librarians librarians are what we call our bartenders i love that bartending in our library you know everything's overly themed here tell you a little bit we give you some history on a different cocktail aspect we show you how to make it so you make generally three cocktails right here and, and you also get a little take-home cocktail card so you get to enjoy the cocktails you learn how to make it, how to do variations and riffs on that stuff. And you also get 20% off any purchases that night. Uh, you're obviously, Dave, very passionate about this subject. It's got to be a good feeling to, to see what you've accomplished. It's an incredible feeling. Um, I, I guess it's just my personal nature. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about all the positives. I'm focused on you know, challenges and obstacles to overcome and how do we grow, how do we do this. How do we get better? Um, I think if you spend too much time patting yourself on the back, you know, hey, your, your arm gets sore, but it doesn't get you where you want to go. And I think the point of life is to always be improving as a person, as a company, in everything. You should always be looking to get better. But since you asked, I'm damn proud to say that this is my little American dream. And not only is it still around, 
after 10 years, um, but we employ people. We're making a positive impact in our community, donating charitable contributions back, raising money for different foundations that we believe in and want to support. And to think that this all started on a dream in a pot still that was never running in my backyard or garage um, is, is pretty amazing to think. I hope that we're around, you know, 100 years from now and that we look back as just incredible beginnings. Maybe not 100 years looking forward, right? <laughs> How about five or 10, though? Yeah. I mean, what do you envision for the company down the road? Well, I mean, growth is always a big part of it. You know, the state of Missouri has been drinking up just about everything that we can put out, which is a great problem to have, but a challenge to our, you know, vision of world domination. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, one thing that we're really excited about is we're starting to take a crack at this whole shipping to consumers aspect. And the dominoes are starting to fall across the country. And we've got some accounts set up with UPS and I think FedEx. We're able to ship to consumers in certain states, which we've never been able to do before. And Missouri's one of them right now. You know, we've been limited to you have to go to a liquor store uh, in Missouri or come to the distillery because we have a lot of distillery-only stuff. And we've got fans that come visit us from all around the country and the world, and they've always complained that they can't get our spirits back home. In some places, that's now changed, and we're working with some other uh, partners to hopefully expand our reach. But if you go on our website, you might be able to order some of our spirits directly to your house, which is really huge and hopeful. But we also want to continue growing our production, putting down more barrels so that we have more to get out. And hopefully, we'll be in a bigger, better place in 10 years, and we'll have a full-fledged cocktail bar to go along with it. And hopefully, we've continue to put out our, our high quality spirits dave wigglarts owner of still yeah. 630 thanks so much man this it's is fun absolutely my pleasure and I, you know i gotta give a shout out to not only all the people that work with us and do tastings and jake and robbie and keith and um my wife sydney and everybody that makes this possible but specifically andrew spa who's really my right hand man and um it takes a whole a whole family to to get this done we couldn't do it without him